Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the BC Buckets Podcast, and Happy New Year. This is, I guess, uh, depending on when we get this uploaded, either the last episode of 2019 or the very first of 2020. This is Matt Gall, joined here as always by head coach Mark Sfigera up here in the coach's offices. And uh, Mark, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good, Matt. You know, it's uh, depending on the year and our schedule and how the calendar falls. Sometimes you get a couple days off and other times you get a week or so. And we played back on the 17th and, and the guys went home after that and we came back on the 26th. The guys had a nice little break. Uh, but it was good. You know, my wife and I spent a handful of days down in Omaha seeing family and doing all that, and it was good. The weather was nice and came back to Sioux City and got snow and ice this weekend. Before we started recording, we were talking about how the holiday falling on a Wednesday kind of throws schedules into whack. And and you mentioned an idea that I think uh, the government or whoever's in charge of these things, the church, somebody, should take into consideration with uh, throwing Christmas on a Friday every year. Talk about that a little bit, because I think you're onto something with that. Well, you know, you, it just eliminates some guessing how the calendar is going to fall year to year. And, you know, you, if you're going to have Christmas on a Friday, that means Christmas Eve is on a Thursday. So you gotta, you kind of have a built-in four-day weekend there, and, and it's going to be a lot like Thanksgiving in that regard. And I, I just think the simplicity of it makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, let's uh, let's before we start talking about the upcoming games, there were, I think, four games between the time we recorded our last podcast and now. Um, so let's talk about what you guys have been up to uh, since mid-December. You had four games. You guys went three and one in that stretch with wins over Grandview, Waldorf and presentation uh, and a loss uh, over at Clark. So, Coach, do you just want to talk uh, kind of in general, high level about uh, that stretch and what are some of the takeaways? Yeah, I'll, I'll go chronologically here. You know, it was a good good little stretch for us to come out 3-1. and one. Obviously, could have been one game better and, and been 4-0, and oh, but I think we we made some positive strides in that time for sure. And, and dating back to the Grandview game, we had a really quick turnaround. We had played at Morningside on a Saturday in a tough physical game and, and turned around and played Grandview on a Tuesday during finals week. And, you, you know, you never know what you're going to get during finals week. You know, when it comes to crowd, when it comes to our guys distracted because it's finals week or, or anything like that. But I thought our guys did a really good job that night. And we really controlled that game from start to finish. And uh, even a couple times they made runs at us. We, we, we came right back and re-extended leads that we had. And so it was good to, to get that win because we had been on a, on a rough slide there. And so just to find a way to win a game at that point was really big for us. Then after that, we had a... We had a few days of nothing but practice, which we needed because we hadn't had that a whole lot since late October where we could just practice for three, four, five days in a row and really focus on ourselves because when you get in the grind of the GPAC schedule, you know, Monday you're probably really focused on yourself and then Tuesday it's all game planning. Thursday we don't do a whole lot other than shoot and then Friday it's all game planning and so you're constantly game planning, preparing for the next opponent. So having that time was, was really good for us. And then we went over to Clark, and, and Clark has a really nice team. And, uh, you know, they just they kind of put it to us for a good chunk of that game. I don't, I don't have a better way to say it. You know, and it was – we were down 14 at half, and we came out. I felt like we scored almost every possession of the second half. We couldn't find enough stops to, to make a run at them. And, and so we ended up getting beat. And, you know, it was a, it's a sour way to go into a break when you're going to have a week off or so. 
But at the same time, that break came at a good time. We needed just a little time off physically, mentally, to, to refresh both ways there. And uh, we came back the day after Christmas and got a couple of practices in before the Holiday Classic. And I was really, really happy with the way our guys came back and the way they were approaching things and the mentality we, we have right now. And then over the weekend, obviously, we got two wins here at the Holiday Classic. Um, Saturday against Waldorf was a really good game, you know, really back and forth, very competitive the whole way. And uh, we were tied, I think, with about five to go. And we went on a 10-0 run out of a timeout. Guys got three straight stops, and that really won us the game. And, and we had some, some big contributions from a lot of guys. But uh, just finding, the, finding that way to, to string stops together late in the game is something that has eluded us at times this year. And so being able to do that on Saturday was, was a really, really big step forward for us, I think. And then uh, yesterday's game against Presentation was a game where, uh, you know, we really came out of the gates, hit some shots, built a big lead. We were up big at halftime, and the, the main focus of the halftime was just let's continue to put this away. Don't Let's not let them think they can get back in the game. And that's exactly what happened. And, and we ended up able to play a ton of guys nobody played over 20 minutes for us um, we had some of our bench guys who don't generally get to see time got to play a lot of minutes and that's really good for a lot of reasons one those guys deserve it you know the, the sad reality of basketball is you, you just can't play 15 16 guys every night but we have some guys who are definitely capable of going in and performing well and, and I think you saw that because the lead just kept extending and extending with those guys and so it's great to see those guys in the game. And, you know, at the same time, we got to rest some of the guys who play a lot of the minutes, you know. And, and so that was a good thing, too. And I think more than anything, coming back from Christmas, regardless of how disciplined the guys are and, and they get in the gym and get shots up or in the weight room, it's just not the same. So you're going to lose a little bit of conditioning. So to get that back a little bit, get a couple wins, and, you know, like I said, take some positive steps forward as we head back into GPAC play, and that's all that's left now, you know, and that's going to kick off here real quick. And as we both know, and as I say, it seems like weekly, every game in this league's tough. I, this is, in my opinion, one of the two premier leagues in NAI basketball, and we've struggled a little bit out of the gate in conference play, but you know, there's plenty of time right now to make a run, but it starts with us and what we're doing and making sure we're preparing to play at a high level each and every night. So, you know, you're 16 games into the season. I looked at the schedule. I think there's 14 left. So essentially at the halfway point uh, here. And some things that stand out, you know, obviously Jackson Lamb's having a, a career year and, and what's already been a, a fantastic career, but he's really playing like a, a senior leader. He's averaging 24 points, seven rebounds, shooting 41% from three. Uh, Jaden Klein-Hessling shooting just under 50% from three. One thing that I found really impressive just on team season stats so far, uh, Connor Groves and Nick Hoyt both have an assist to turnover ratio over three. They're taking care of the ball, which is, that's something you like to see out of some freshmen who've had to step up in, in Friedel's absence with his injury and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, there's some good takeaways, even though there was a, a stretch there where it was hard to find a win against, you know, some of the, the better teams in the conference. You know, you guys are shooting 41% uh, 
from three, 79% of free throws. He ranks second in the NAI in assists, ranked second in three-point baskets, which are things that, you know, fans have been used to the last several years. But, uh, you know, where you see a difference is in the conference games. Like you just talked about, the conference, the GPAC conference is, is you know, a totally different level than, than some of the non-conference that you've been playing. And in those games, you know, we're averaging 76 points a game. Uh, and our opponents are averaging 86. So, you know, how do you, I guess, approach the second half of the season now that it's all conference games, taking some of the things that you've been able to fine-tune, especially in the last few weeks, uh, having some of those non-conference games, especially against a couple teams that you've had a chance now to see a couple times to fine-tune some things. What's your approach now as you jump back into the GPAC and, and kind of focus on that conference mentality going forward? Well, I... Honestly, Matt, I don't think anything changes a whole lot in terms of our approach. You know, I said way back when, at the start of the season, we want to continue to get better as the season goes on. And I think our guys are definitely in the frame of mind to continue to do that. And I think we all know, even some of those losses, we were really, really close in. And I don't believe in moral victories one bit, but we're really close. And, and so it's about being a little bit better at what we do and some of the things we've really hit on with the guys we have to we have to be a little more selective with our shot selection you know our, our margin for error is a little bit thinner and so we can't we can't survive stretches of possessions where we take three or four questionable shots over seven or eight possessions we have to be a little bit more patient while staying aggressive I know that contradicts itself a little bit um, but that's something I, I thought we did a really good job of this past weekend and that that's a promising sign as we head into the GPAC play we have to execute just a little bit better because every game's big and non-conference games are competitive and all that but the scouting and the detail and all those things in GPAC games are just amped up a little bit another thing we're trying to do we're trying to just be a little bit more aggressive defensively you know I, I felt like for a stretch there we were playing too much back on our heels we need to be up on our toes and, you know, we're not going to be a team that forces 25 turnovers a game, but we need to do a better job of making the opponent uncomfortable. And, and that's something, again, I thought we did this weekend, and I think that can help propel us into GPAC games. But there's no, there's no overhauls of anything we're doing or anything like that. You know, there's always going to be a tweak here or a change here, whether it's going into the second half of the season or whether it's just game to game because how we'll be defended or what we have to defend against. But um, it, we just have to be a little bit better. You know, we, we talked about that a lot right when we came back from Christmas. If, if all of us are just a little bit better consistently, and I think that's the key word because I think that's probably what ailed us more than anything else in that losing streak was just we were very inconsistent, not, o not only game to game, but three-minute stretch to three-minute stretch within a game. And if we can eliminate some of the inconsistency – I think you're going to see a lot more positive results on the floor. So let's go into the upcoming conference games this week, and we'll start with Hastings. You guys have Hastings here at home on Thursday, January 2nd. Uh, they're 8-8, eight and 1-5 eight, and five in the conference as well. Um, they're led by Bart Hiscock, guy who's scoring 22 points, 8 rebounds a game. And he's one of those guys, you know, there's guys in the conference who you feel like they just never graduate. You feel like they've been around forever. And uh, maybe that's more noticeable when I'm – doing the book every day and and 
you know, I see these names come up regularly, but there's just some of those guys who have been around the league for a while and have made an impact early on. Um, and he's one of those guys. Hastings shoots about 33s a game. Um, so, you know, they're a, a, a three-point heavy team. I know a team that's always been extremely physical. Um, like you've mentioned before in the past, a team where you have to watch where you're going because there's every time you turn around, there's probably going to be a screen set up and you're going to be running into somebody's shoulder. So, you know, Hastings is a fun team to play. They're a challenging team to play. They always play us tough. Uh, what can you tell us about what you know about this year's edition? Well, a couple good points in there, Matt. Um, you know, they, they lead the world in screens, it seems like. They, they're the king of back screens. And if you're not ready, you're not down a stance, they will light you up with a, a back-breaking screen. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned they're one and five in the league, so we're sitting in the same boat as far as that goes. And, and they were here at Briarcliff this weekend as part of the Holiday Classic. And, you know, their, their coach and I, Coach Gavers, we were talking about that and kind of both felt the same way. Like we're both just a handful of possessions away from being three and three or four and two in the league. And it's an incredibly frustrating conversation to have, you know, because you don't want to play the what if game or anything like that. But, uh, you know, they're, they're a good team. You know, they, they played really well here this weekend, you know, and you mentioned Bart Hiscock and he, he's, you hit it right on the head. I feel like he's a seventh year senior. And I, I think we say that a lot when a guy comes in and as a freshman, they have a big impact. You know, we talked about that with Ty Hoagland when we played Dakota Weslin a couple months back. But uh, he's a really good player. He's, he's expanded his game to be a real inside-outside threat. He's a big physical player inside, but he can also step out and really shoot the ball from three. And so he, he presents some, some major matchup issues. You know, we have a plan on, on how we want to approach that. And, uh, you know, over the next couple of days, we'll start putting that in, in practice and see how it looks because sometimes things sound awesome in my mind and – and, you know, Coach Forbes or Coach Erdman might agree with me, and then we sit on the floor and kind of look at each other like, yeah, that's not going to work. But, um, you know, they're, they're a good team, and they, they have some nice players around him as well. And they had a couple guys play really well this weekend. Um, you know, they're, they're far more than a one-man show. But it's a game that seems like every time we play them, it's been a really close, competitive game. You look at last year, we won an overtime by three. We lost at third place by two in a, in a pretty wild game. You know, and, and I would expect nothing less now, but uh, it'll be a physical game. You know, we're gonna we're gonna need to be we're gonna need to be ready to play at a tough level. But uh, you know, it's it's exciting to get back to GPAC now. It's been almost a month since we had a GPAC game, and there's just something about a conference game that is a little bit more fun than a non-conference game. So you know, we're gonna be ready to go. And then on a quick turnaround, just two days later on Saturday the 4th, you guys play at Midland. And uh, Midland, you know, that gym certainly hasn't uh, – that gym certainly come up a lot in this podcast with some of the stories and antics with different student coach things and, and uh, foot races and other things that have gone on down at Midland. So uh, sounds like it's been a fun place to play over the last several years, and, and they've had some pretty good teams. This year, struggling a little bit. They're 4-8, and eight, also 1-5 in the conference. I looked them up uh, before we started recording. They got four guys who are averaging double figures, uh, three guards, a bigger guy who's 6-8. Um, they're led by Lawrence Merritt, who's averaging about 18 points a game. So, uh, you know, like I said, short turnaround. You go in, go to their place. Um, what can you tell me about – what can you tell us about Midland? 
Well, yeah, it's it's been a, we've had some really fun games there over the last really my entire time at at Briarcliff. I mean, I can think back to my first year, 2011, 2012. Taylor Murn hit a buzzer beater to win a game there. A um, couple years later, I think it was the 14-15 season. The NAI used to have this game of the week thing, and maybe they still do, but they used to make a bigger deal out of it. And uh, it was our game there was the G, or the NAI game of the week, and I think we were probably we were in the top 15, and they were in the top five at the time, and we ended up beating them in overtime. Um, you know, last year we had a crazy high scoring game there where. You know, I think I think Jay Wolf, Jackson Lamb, and Ethan Friedel combined for 96 of our 111 points or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's been a fun place to play, and you know, Midland again, kind of like us, and and like I said about Hastings, they've had some close games that didn't go their way. Uh, they've struggled at times, but uh, you know, they're a really well coached team. It seems like every time we play them, they have a really solid game plan defensively for for what they're trying to do against us or what they're trying to take away, and and so that'll be that's always an inter- interesting part of the game that you know adjustments within the game and and who's going to do what or or this or that, but uh, you know they have a nice team. They have some young guards who are really good. Um, I know the Sandquist kid. They played today and yesterday and and he scored like 60 points in the two games or something like that so they they have some guys who can really shoot the ball they'll try to spread us out offensively play five on the perimeter quite a bit um but uh you know going on the road in the league feel like a broken record I say this every time it's you got to be really good and you know our overall focus for the whole week obviously we want to take one at a time because we have to, we have to worry about Hastings first, but our overall focus is let's play at a high intense level for two games. Because regardless of outcome, if we can go in and play well and execute and play at a high level, that's going to set the tone for the second half of the year more than anything else. More than the Holiday Classic and a couple of non-conference games, it's going to be all about our intensity, our execution, and just our our frame of mind as we go into these games because. With 14 games left, there's 5,000 different things that can happen, and in no way, shape, or form are we out of this thing. You know, we takes a couple games to to change the standings a little bit and and put us right back in the mix, and that's what we have to do. But you have to take that one game at a time, and so we're going to start that with Hastings, and when that one's over, we'll turn our focus to Midland. You know, and and hopefully a week from now we're we're talking about a couple of wins. So remember that uh, Thursday, January 2nd, here at home, uh, we play Hastings. Women will play at 5.30, men will play at 7.30. So a little bit different schedule than normal. Again, 5.30 and 7.30 here at the Newman Flanagan Center on Thursday the 2nd. And then on Saturday the 4th, down at Midland, down in Fremont, Nebraska. Uh, that's one, you know, I know you just said you don't want to look ahead too much, Coach, but uh, the way the schedule kind of shook out this year, there's not a, a – ton of away games left the way things kind of worked out is you get a lot of games at home coming up well it's 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 funny you bring that up because we we play hastings thursday and then we play concordia in a couple weeks and those are our only home games in january and uh and then we don't we don't leave we're home all of february for six straight games and it kind of goofy how it worked out because we were actually we were supposed to be this week originally playing at hastings and midland was supposed to be playing here and long story short, Hastings had asked us to flip-flop games because they go to Jamestown Saturday, and they're going to knock out two games in the same trip. And, and, you know, that makes sense to me. I had no issue with that. 
And then uh, Midland had a scheduling issue with their gym in February, and so we ended up flip-flopping. And so when we were originally supposed to have a home and a road game this week, well, we still do. They just got flip-flopped. And then it gives us six straight home games to end the season. You know, so that's, that's going to be that's gonna be fun. You know, that's a long ways off. I know it will be here before we know it. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be good to get another home game here at the Flanagan Center because we just didn't have very many that the, to start the year. All right. So with that, we will turn our attention to uh, some of the regular segments we have here, and we'll start by uh, hearing from you, Coach, on what's this week's life rule. My life rule is no New Year's resolutions. If you want to do something, just do it. Why, why do you need to wait till January 1st? If you want to do something, do it tomorrow. Start it on December 31st. Start it on, you know, June 2nd, whenever it is. If you want to do something, just do it. Because I know there's probably stats on this. Nobody actually holds to a New Year's resolution. So if you want to do something, just do it. There you go. Pretty simple. Uh, and then with that, we'll go into champ or chump. And that was actually going to be one of my champ or chump questions. So, you answered yeah, that. Sorry, I beat you to the punch there. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, I've got a couple, and then we actually had one sent in. Uh, and let's start with his. So Michael Collison, who uh, you all know as a, a former player and coach here at Briarcliff, and, of course, a very loyal listener to the podcast, he sent in a champer chump for you, Coach. So let's start with that one. And his champer chump uh, involves fans wearing headset radios at live sporting events while listening to the game they are currently at. Champer chump. That's a that's a chump because if you're going to the game, part of the experience is hearing the other idiot fans sitting around you saying dumb things, um, you know, just kind of taking in the whole atmosphere. You don't need to you don't need to listen to it on the radio. You know, if I'm going to go to Kinnick Stadium for a Hawkeye game, don't get me wrong. I love listening to Gary Dolphin and Ed Podolak on the call. But if I'm at the game, I'm going to enjoy the game, you know, and if I'm sitting there and I'm sitting at the game with Michael Collison, I want to hear the idiot sitting in front of us talking about how old some of the Iowa players are. Yeah, I think that's a generational thing. I don't know that you see a lot of younger people doing that. I know uh, some of the older folks uh, who I've seen around at games are maybe more prone to having the, the Walkman on or their AM, FM radio headset going on. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there must be a generational split with that. Yeah, and there there's a – there is a small loophole to this, though, and it's, it has nothing to do with being at the game because when I was a kid, I'm a Hawkeye fan because my grandpa was, and I was the only grandkid he brainwashed. You know, I grew up in Nebraska, so I, I was an outcast in a lot of ways being a Hawkeye fan. But there was times I'd go over and watch the Iowa game on TV with him, and he would mute the TV and have the radio broadcast going because he liked listening to Jim Zobel. I'll allow that, but if you're at the game, just enjoy the game. So I'm going to follow up with that. So let's say your wife drags you to a Nebraska game, not a Nebraska-Iowa game, just a Nebraska game versus who cares. Uh, is it okay to have the headset on listening to the Iowa game? Absolutely. Okay, so there you go. Uh, chump, if you're listening to the game that you are at watching. Uh, a couple more. Uh, how about fried egg? a fried egg on a burger? Champ or chump? Champ, Absolutely. You know, Matt, we actually had another listener, Champ or Chump, that I failed to send to you beforehand. But this comes from Lance Creech, who was on the podcast a year ago, um, a former boss of mine and good friend of mine. And he had a couple commentaries on my past Champ or Chumps 
one involving flavored coffee. He says creamer during the holidays. It's festive. That's a champ in his book. I said chump. He also says the GPAC three-on-three game is a chump. We've talked about this a couple times. And he said this started as a GPAC Royal Rumble. Now you're playing half-court three-on-three. And a little backstory on that, Matt. So I actually have this idea about having a head coach's Royal Rumble, you know, cage match, WWF style. Just see what would happen. You know, do it after every season. I think I would win, but uh, that's just me. So there, I'm, I'm all for both of them. There's no reason we can't do both, LC. So there's that. And then his champ or chump is wearing a long-sleeved sweatshirt, hoodie, quarter zip, etc., and pushing your sleeves up to your elbows. Kind of like the, the faux uh, Belichick. Well, and I'm going to give his answer in a second, but I'm going to give mine first. Mine is champ because I do that all the time. I always push my sleeves up. doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I push my sleeves up, so that's a big champ. He, he says, chump, if you want short sleeves, wear a T-shirt or cut the sleeves off like Bill Belichick. Oh, there you go. I've noticed with warm-ups, a lot of teams now have the warm-ups that have the hood. What's, what's going on with that? Is there utility to that, or is that just purely style? That's a – Everything in basketball trickles down from the NBA. And the NBA guys started doing that a couple years ago, so now you're seeing it in college and high school, just like everything else you would. I personally don't like it. I'm not a hood guy. I don't – our players aren't allowed to wear hoods or hats inside, and so we just don't have them. But, uh, yeah, you see that a lot. I'm calling a chump on that one, though. And then I just had one last one with it being the holiday season – you know, we on Christmas Day, with it being on a Wednesday, we found ourselves kind of – Should be on a Friday. Should be on a Friday, agreed. Uh, but it was about noon on Wednesday, Christmas Day, and we were kind of looking for, for something to do. We didn't realize we'd get so bored so early in the day. And I know uh, going to movies is something a lot of people do on holidays. But So let me ask you this. Going to a movie at the theater by yourself, champ or chump? Well, I'm not a huge go-to-movie-in-the-theaters guy, you know, and, and – a lot of it has to do with comfort. I think movie chairs are uncomfortable. Now, I know that's changed, and at least one or two of the theaters here in town have the recliners now. I've yet to, to go to a movie in one of those. Um, my wife actually goes to movies by herself. You know, I'm gone a lot during basketball season. So I'm, I'm just going to say champ. We'll just leave it at that. You know, let, let me throw this out there, too, because we've, we've mentioned a couple times that I think Christmas should be on a Friday. Why couldn't there be a way we could finagle the calendar that New Year's Day is on a Friday as well? Well, if Christmas was on a Friday, New Year's Day would always be on a Friday too. That's what I'm saying. Because you you look at our schedule this week, we play Thursday, Saturday, which is out of the norm for a GPAC schedule when we're not playing Wednesday because it's New Year's Day. If it was a Friday, no big deal. We play Wednesday the 30th. We play Saturday the 2nd. Normal schedule. Let's go. So if you could get in a time machine, the first thing you're doing is going back to the Gregorian monks, wherever they lived. And when they're putting together their calendar, which scientists say is the most astronomically correct calendar uh, ever created, you're going to convince them to alter it just a little bit to make sure Christmas and New Year's fall on a, uh, a Friday. If I had a time machine, that's not the first thing I'm going to do. It, it would actually be pretty far down the list. But I'm just saying there's got to be a way to make this happen. All right. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, if you have any champ or chumps or listener questions, we didn't have any listener questions this week other than the champ or chump related ones. Uh, make sure you get those into us on Twitter at BC Buckets Cast 
or through email at bcbucketspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear those with us going into the second half of the season here. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good opportunities yet before, uh, before the season winds down uh, to get those in. So, Coach, before we wrap things up here, let's go to our uh, shout-outs. What do you have this week? Well, I, I hate to end the year throwing some blows your way, Matt, but my shout-out this week is to the, uh, the guy who did the book at the Holiday Classic because you conveniently skipped out of town. And I just have to say, Jared Betts, I think we may have upgraded for the weekend. So, shout-out to Jared Betts for doing the book at the Holiday Classic. Well, is, is, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he a math teacher? He's an elementary school teacher. Okay, so math is part of that. You would imagine. Yeah, so he, he should be able to put a bunch of single-digit numbers on paper and add them up at the end, I would hope. But yeah, it sounds I mean, like he did a great job. I'm just saying, Matt, I, I don't remember the last time you did eight, eight games in two days. I, I don't know that I have the stamina to pull something off like that. So, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Jared for keeping the seat warm for me. And I'll throw out a shout-out. Like you said, I, I uh, wasn't at the games. We were celebrating Christmas with the in-laws and on our way back to town. But uh, I was able to catch some scores from the Holiday Classic. And uh, the women's basketball team had a nice win against Valley City. So a uh, shout-out to them. Uh, you know, they're a young team. They've got some, some good players. And, and I think, you know, they're definitely headed in the right direction. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, don't forget, Briarcliff plays Hastings here at the Newman-Flanagan Center on Thursday the second, the men's game will be at 7.30. So get here a little earlier than you normally do. Uh, that'll be at 7.30. And then uh, Saturday, they hit the road and go down to Fremont, Nebraska to play Midland. So on behalf of Coach, this is Matt Gall. We will talk to you next week.